Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio, bright and early on a Monday morning. Should be a gorgeous day in the Ozarks. Speaking of which, I always know you guys just did Ned talk because when I come into the studio, the TV's still on ESPN. Joe's left the web browsers open, all kinds of sports stuff. And the first thing I saw this morning was baseball is getting close. (laughs) Are we actually getting closer, Ned? Depends on who you listen to. The owners say, yeah, we've made progress. And the players say, oh, no, we're still very far apart, which leads you to believe, first of all, the owners are the ones who control this whole thing. Don't let any employee ever fool you. It's the boss who runs the show. Well, the owners, what they have done is had collective group meetings with the players, and I think what they're doing is probably formulating some kind of a policy. Now, today is allegedly the deadline, and they'll start meeting again very early this morning, probably sometime around 9 or 10 o'clock our time, and probably talk throughout the day. My guess, and this is simply a guess, it's subjective on my part, the deadline is supposed to be today. But if the owners perceive that they're very close to a settlement, they'll extend that deadline to tomorrow or Wednesday and go at it from there. The deadline, folks, is not a cancellation of the season. It's a cancellation of games early in the season. And then a a ratio backwards of that. But the key is the players don't get paid. And the players know this. So we'll see what happens, but I suspect that there's probably an agreement forthcoming when remains to be seen. So, and, and the bottom line is, how does it affect raises your ticket prices? That's how it affects. That's us. one of the major things that it affects. But then you just look at look at it from an economic standpoint. You got people that work the stands in all these cities. There are people that are 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 depending on that to help their businesses, bars, and restaurants that are close to the ballparks. There's it doesn't just affect the ticket prices. It affects a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's for later on. Now it's the folks who make part of their major part of their economy in spring training in yeah. Arizona and Florida, and they ain't getting anything. They ain't getting nothing but uh, bringing coffee to a room full of owners and players. <laughs> um, so, how delayed are we talking about here? I mean, do you think it's going to go if they do get delayed? How many weeks? games, what do you think? It would be the first week of games. The opening is March 31st, and all teams open on the same day. This is a change from what it had been. For many years, Cincinnati was the traditional opener because that's where Major League Baseball began. But now every team, all 30 of them, open up on the same day. So I would suspect that they would probably cancel, if they do, if this happens, probably cancel, I'm going to guess a day at a time. As, as we go, as the, that's kind of what I was thinking. The ratio okay. and progression. Well, that sucks because it's just like watching stuff fall off your house and you can't do anything about <laughs> it. Um, but you know what? Like we said, uh, it, screw the majors. Let's watch the local stuff like college baseball. How'd those guys do over the weekend? Well, the Bears were to have had their home opener this weekend with Cal Poly. It used to be, this is interesting, uh, the college, is, Cal Poly, has changed its format a little bit. It is California uh, Polytechnical Institute. It used to be Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Well, now they've dropped the town name from it, and it's just Cal Poly. It's a legitimate Division I program. The Bears played them in Arlington, Texas, three-game series, and Cal Poly won two out of those three. Bears hit the ball, hit the devil out of the ball, and so did Cal Poly, and that hurts. Anyway, the Bears now have a 3-4 and four record. Yesterday, a doubleheader. Bears came from behind and won the first game, 8-5, to five, lost the second game. Big rally down the stretch for the Bears. But they were too far behind and lost 14 to 12. 
big rally, though, in the ninth inning. They had a huge explosion going on, but be that as it may, it didn't work out. Bears play the Jayhawks on Wednesday up in Lawrence and then have another home series coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Hammonds Field, their home opener, and it's against Indiana. From the Big Ten Conference, the Indiana Hoosiers will be coming down here. Pretty good baseball program. We'll see what happens. Now, as far as Drury is concerned, they are lights out. They are undefeated, 9-0, and zero, won a doubleheader from Parkside yesterday, 10-6, to six, and 19-2. to two. Drury is just hitting the cover off the baseball. He is. They're 9-0. They play again today at 1 o'clock. All the games have been home. And they continue to play home next weekend. Missouri S&T is down here. Well, it helps out when you're playing at home a little bit. Yeah, man. But nonetheless, Scott Nasby has a very good baseball team. Pad that record, man, as much as you can, especially a jump like that early on in the season. But as we see, especially in baseball, that's just the saddest thing is you see a team come out and just lights out, like you said, and somewhere down the line, something happens and it's, well, everything does even out in all of that, yeah. and all of life, as far as that's concerned. Well, uh, speaking of which, uh, who got the big win at the golf tournament this weekend? Well, it was the Honda Classic down in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, and the winner, uh, <laughs> the winner is Sepp Straka. And what on earth? It sounds like something from COVID. Sepp Straka, <laughs> but Sepp Straka played down here. He was on the uh, Web.com tour when it was called that. It's now called the Corn Ferry Tour. He's an Austrian, but he's an Austrian only by birth. He's lived pretty much in this country from the University of Georgia, and he won it by one stroke, and he wins the Honda Classic. That is big because it puts Sepp Straka, who spells his first name S-T-E-P-P, Sepp Straka. I'm sorry, eliminate the T. It's Sepp, S-E-P-P, Straka. <laughs> Say that, that four times that fast. That get a little old after a while. <laughs> anyway, it puts him in the Masters, and that is really a key because the Masters comes up next month in Augusta. But anyway, Sepp Straka playing on the Web.com Tour won the Kansas City uh, Invitational back, I guess it's 2018 is when he won that thing. He's not a kid. He's 28, 29 years old. But he is now beginning to carve his niche in the PGA in the whole lexicon of PGA. It's, uh, we, we talked about uh, kind of a, it's that point right now, especially in golf, kind of in racing too, where it's almost a changing in the guard. It you is. got the youngins coming up and uh, taking things over for probably the next 10 years. You know, I just figured out what I'm going to get you for Christmas. A cat, I'm going to name it Sepp Straka. So every time <laughs> it goes outside, you got to sit there, the back of your door, hot door and scream, Sepp, 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 <laughs> food. So we talked about college baseball last hour. What about college basketball? We're getting close to those tournaments, aren't we? And a very interesting weekend because it was historic. The top six teams in the rankings all lost. God. And, and <laughs> utterly incredible. That includes Gonzaga. Now, I love the description they put up. Gonzaga stunned. No, weren't. They, they were beaten by a very good St. Mary's team, which is in their conference. St. Mary's played the Bears earlier this year. Beat them out in Moraga, California. But anything can happen, especially at this time of the year. It's a long season. It's coming to an end. Your conference tournaments are on the horizon next week for the Bears. And I think the players get a different focus, so I'm not at all shocked. Although this was the first time that's ever happened, that the top six teams lose all on the same weekend. But as far as the Bears are concerned, they did win their season finale, beat Evansville uh, 88-79. to Evansville, this is how weak they are. 
shot 16 trees, 16 three-pointers, and still lost by nine points. They couldn't handle the Bears underneath. So the Bears know that they'll play at 6 o'clock on Friday evening at the Enterprise Center in St. Louis. They are seated second in the Missouri Valley Conference behind Northern Iowa, and their opponent will be either Evansville again or Valparaiso. Those guys have to play the night before in a play-in game. I'm guessing it'll be Valpo. I think they're probably a little bit better, but who knows? Anyway, the Bears will play at 6. If they win, they play the next afternoon at 5. And then if they win that, they're in the championship game on Sunday. This is all. The Missouri Valley Conference is a week before most of the other big Division One, and there's a reason why it's the week before. Because they get a nice little written guarantee from CBS in that we'll put your game on national television if you don't abut the Southeastern Conference and the Big 12 and the ACC and all those others. Oh, yeah. Heavens, yes. We'll, we'll take that money. <laughs> anyway, well, that's why. And, uh, and, and I, I feel pretty good about this Missouri State Bears team. I think they could definitely uh, do something in this tournament. It could be you and I. It could be Drake. It could be Loyola. Or it could be the Bears. They all have a chance. Definitely going to be an interesting situation. Uh, what's the scene for the high schoolers, though? The high schoolers, incidentally, have their one, two, and three. This is the lower classes. They have their sectionals tomorrow night and Wednesday, and there is very good area representation. I want to talk a little bit to the high schools. Now the four, five, and six begin their districts, and they're, they don't have quite as many schools in four, five, and six, so the districts are pretty much all this week. And, of course, it eventually ends up at JQH Arena Mm -hmm. for the state championships, which will be coming up very shortly, like week after this, uh, for the smaller schools. So it's it's a lot of fun and some good competition, and the area teams are playing very well. I want to talk very quickly about Drury, because both teams, both Drury teams, play tonight. The Lady Panthers are playing here. They're playing William Jewell. This is the first round of the Great Lakes Valley Conference Tournament. Lady Panthers play here. Panthers, the men's team, play on the road up at Umsel, Missouri, St. Louis. The winners all go on to the Great Lakes Valley Conference main tournament, which is in Evansville. These are play-in rounds that are coming up now. Very rare for Drury to be in the play-in rounds, but hey, that's the way it figured out this year. So the ladies are here at 6 o'clock. The men are on the road in St. Louis at 7.30 tonight. And then uh, we did have some uh, more racing this weekend, didn't we? NASCAR went up to California and racing in Fontana, which is the old California Motor Speedway. It's in uh, San Bernardino, California. And who wins down the stretch? During the whole race, there are guys, J.J. Reddick is in front, and there are other guys who don't have quite the big names. But down the stretch in the final laps, Key races, or key wrecks, I should say, put everybody up front for restarts. Kyle Larson, defending champion, comes through, knows just exactly what he has to do in circumstances like that, and just forces his way up front and wins the race. So Kyle Larson, the defending NASCAR season champion, wins his first race of the year. And the season is already rolling, Ned. <laughs> you have a wonderful Monday, and I will see you tomorrow, sir.